With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is a crowd podcast. What's occurring, Bet? What's occurring? Back to it, mate. I'm excited. Back at it, yeah. It's been a while, haven't it? October, I think. Last one. Maybe even September. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we just kind of lost our way a little bit, didn't we? We've, we've always been, um, like, so brash with it and here, there, and everywhere. And we explained on the last one that crowd have come in and taken over, and we probably, like, nothing's going to change with how it's running that, but it's just uh, a bit more organized. It'll still be us just shooting the shit, won't it? But um, yeah, it's been a while. I'm excited to get back to it, mate. Every week now. Basically, someone on our backs just saying, boys, we need to do another pod rather than us two just being like, shit, it's been two weeks, mate. We should do another one in about another two weeks. It's been four weeks. It's been six weeks. <laughs> it's, it's good when we get going, isn't it? But it's just we're both quite hectic on the road. So uh, yeah. now every week... We'll have someone saying, come on, boys, let's get it done. So speaking of hectic, how's your winter been? How's my winter been? Actually, it's been a really good winter. So I took, rewinding the clocks now, aren't we? I took a long break. I always do. I take around uh, six weeks. I did the same, did the same this year. Um, and then I started and it's just been really consistent. Did you do anything in those six weeks though? Not really. Um, actually, well, hang on. Because you can't run because you've got a gammy leg. I can't run because I've got a gammy leg. Um, I do, well, not like proper walking, but I'm always just quite active, like with the kids out and about, um, did a little bit of boxing. But generally, just, no, just switch off and just live the dream, mate. Lovely. I need it. I've always done it. And I always think towards the end, oh, I've overdone it this year. But another six weeks down the line and I'm relatively all right. Yeah, and then into January, you didn't do the usual um, Oz or anything, did you? No, sadly not, mate. No, it looked like a good trip. I was jealous seeing you boys over there. Um, But I tried a bit of a different approach. Uh, I went to Mallorca camp in December, Mallorca camp in January, which were all mega Whoa, mega. That's not a word I use for Alcudia. You really don't like camp, do you? Well, it's more the fact it's just the whole team there. 
which is good rider wise but like there's loads of stuff and it's just i don't know you, it's all right you, you do decent training but it's just the fact of being there to that area of mallorca at least once a year since i was saying this to josh um tarlin since 2004 i was rooming with him there i was like actually when were you born mate he goes 2004 i was like jesus every year of your life i've been coming to this area of mallorca and um just to get a bit monotonous a bit samey and you hate the stuff yeah most of the riders <laughs> but <laughs> oh god breaking news g hates the stuff <laughs> Nah, it's good it's just um yeah I, I i wouldn't mind just going somewhere else you know i'm trying to mix it up a bit these days because this is my 17th year pro a change is as good as a rest and all that and it's nice you know doing a few different races last year go a few different places you know just you know expand your horizons a bit you know 17th year eh like a fine wine Geraint still going strong I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal each week you're here as in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now. Uh huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, you know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Let's move on to you. That's, you did a lap of the world. That was a mega trip. So, yeah, basically I did Down Under. Um, the family came with me. We stopped off for Singapore on the way. Um, 
over New Year as well, which worked out quite nice. So we were sat in our bedroom overlooking the port um, in Singapore, where all the fireworks were. That was great. They had like drones um, as well as fireworks. And like, you know, just mad what you can do these days, isn't it? With a few drones. The things <laughs> they were like, they did like, they had like an ape. Um, and you know, like um, when it like kind of changes into a human. Yeah. The drones did that. It was like incredible. And then they had like dinosaurs and they had this and that. And, you know, Max, obviously, he's three. He was absolutely loving it. As much as me, actually. And, um, yeah, so that was good. Good start to the year. Then it was obviously down in Oz. Um, a few health issues. We won't go into that. But, yeah, it wasn't ideal. But I was on antibiotics. Been off, on and off antibiotics for a while now. But um, the race wasn't the best for me because I was... Yeah, I'd had a week basically not doing much before. But, um, yeah, good to just be in there with the boys. And, you know, obviously Sheffield, Magnus Sheffield was up there. Ethan, Ethan a bit up and down. Um, but it was funny that him, the chemistry between him and Leo, his brother, is, uh, yeah, it's always entertaining when those two are together, just winding each other up. I got speaking to Ethan, uh, sorry, Leo at, uh, we did some one days in Spain and he he's mad into his Pokemon cards, isn't he? Yeah, that like, was another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going out, he was going out like, I don't think it was during the race. It might have been though. And like buying more Pokemon cards and opening them up and I was just like, what's that all hey, about? Like, I thought that was... I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if this is our age or I don't know. I thought... Pokemon cards were a thing of the past. Yeah. He reckons his collection of Pokemon cards is worth about 12 grand. And he's got two cards that are worth a thousand pounds each. Oh my God. And that just blows my mind. A piece of paper, a card, and it's worth a grand. I think, like, mate, just just go buy a house. Just start saving for a house, you know? Well, sell them and you got 12 grand to put down on a house. Hang on, let me get this right. How'd you get Pikachu on a bus? Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I do think I do know, but yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that, but it's annoying anyway when somebody takes the punchline out of your mouth. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. That. But, um, but yeah, going back to my mega trip, it was, um, yeah, obviously finished with Down Under. There was a decent race. Magnus had a big crash, which didn't help um, his fight for GC, although the three guys on the podium were super strong. But I think racing these days anyway, um, going off topic slightly, like Valencia, uh, Ruta, you know, Algarve, all these races, like unless you're like wanting to be good there and like training hard in December, you're just not going to perform there anymore. Like every race is full on, isn't it? There's a lot of people going well. Like even in our team, quite a few of the guys who, you know, Teo and that, did they do Valencia? They are in like altitude three weeks before. Yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. And came down from altitude into that race. So it's just like, yeah, that's a big change in the old sport recently, I find. But um, anyway, from there, we went to New Zealand, flew into Christchurch Monday after um, Tour Down Under. Basically, I had 12 days there, traveling around. I was riding between different places. Um, it was great just doing different roads, you know, planning my route on the old, um, what's it called? On your laptop, the um, Garmin, Garmin, Gar Connect. Garmin Connect. That's the one, yeah. Strava, 
Strava and Garmin Connect. Boom, boom, boom. Actually learned how to do it. And um, yeah, it was great. Um, Queenstown, probably the best place. Like it was some real nice climbs around there as well. Um, couldn't live there. I think mountain biking would be really good. It's not a huge mm. variety of roads, but for, well, yeah, for the length of time I was in places for one, two days, more or less in Queenstown for three, but great place, great weather there. Then we flew up. This was all in South Island, flew up to the North Island. And it was just after they'd had these massive like floods and torrential rain. And um, we were getting red weather warnings, a place we were, Rotorua. Um, Sam, Sam Bewley's from there and he was, he sent me a few routes, which was handy. Okay. But the night we were supposed to leave, no, we were there for two nights. And the second night I was going to train the next day, but we were getting these red weather warnings. Oh, if you're near water or anything, best to, um, you know, leave your, your house or whatever and go somewhere else. And we were thinking, Jesus, what's coming? The bloody tsunami's coming. But um, <laughs> turns out it was actually all right. And uh, But we went up to Auckland that day anyway. Um, did a nice ride around there, but a lot of the roads were sort of closed because of landslides and stuff. But totally different climate, a lot more humid, but just really nice. And hardly any cars. I think the biggest, well, Auckland was bit busier but for the rest of it i think the biggest traffic jam i was in was about five cars that's nice isn't it oh yeah yeah and then like i say just different roads and exploring a bit and so that was great that was really good and um then we went from there to la which was great as well so we're 21 from new zealand went from auckland to la and we took off at midnight on tuesday and we landed at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. So we like gained nine hours. Back in time. Yeah. You got some air miles now then. Oh, yeah. Plenty of free upgrades. Have to clean up those points, that's for sure, yeah. Happy days. Yeah. And then ended up staying in LA for an extra week because, um, well, yeah, change of program and stuff. So can't fault it, but it was great. But it was, it was nice to come home though as well because yeah, we're used to living out of suitcase, aren't we? But... Yeah, that was a big old trip and more for Max. Like he needed some routine by then. He'd had like seven, seven and a half weeks just on the road, like in our bed, probably every night. So then we get back yeah. here. They stayed in Cardiff for a week, actually. I came straight back to Monaco. And um, yeah, they, they came back out on the on the Sunday. Sunday night, he was in his own bed here, balling, because he wanted to sleep in our bed obviously yeah and yeah i was waking him up at like half seven the next morning to take him to school so he had a proper thump down to reality i think but he's all good now half seven mate i'm jealous of that my kids oh uh, alfie is up like if we out of bed at six it's like well done mate mega sleeping really 7 what a dream that is yeah to be a fair the last couple of nights he's been a bit earlier, but generally he'd be around seven, seven thirty, I'd say. Yeah, so we're lucky there for oh, sure. That's a dream, mate. That's a dream. Well, hey, is your missus home yet? No, no, she's still out. No, it's calf. No, <laughs> so we went. We went down the beach this afternoon. It was um, Neve Dunbar. No, they're not married, do they? Neve Eddie Dunbar's um, missus' birthday, and we were there professionals crazy way spelling neve like any i was going to say normal people out there any non-irish people out there 
how do you think you'd spell Neve is nothing like how you spell Neve. No, because you, you'd expect, I don't know, N-I-E-V-E, something like that, wouldn't you? Hmm. And what is it? It's got a P in it, hasn't it? No, I thought it did, but I don't think it does. But it's like N-I-A-M... Or maybe it has got P. M-P-H or maybe there's no P. Just M-H. N. Yeah. It's like... If you read it, you, you'd call it nymph. <laughs> <laughs> I nymph. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, we we took the kids home, didn't we? Max, I can't hear him, so he must be asleep by now. Left them with a bottle of rosé a few hours ago, so... God knows when they'll be home. Oh, I was jealous leaving though. I could have easily jumped on the bandwagon there. Yeah, yeah. That's like, especially with the Giro, it's like suddenly made everything a lot earlier, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's just, that's another thing talking about change. It's really good to do the Giro because suddenly it's just like, oh yeah, doing something a bit different now, target something else and gives you a new sort of lease of life. But at the same time, it's like, Phew, this is so different to what I'm used to now. We need to be obviously going well a lot sooner. You know, like November was a different impetus, like December, you know, the camp in, in, in Mallorca was like, you know, doing a lot more and stuff. So, and then obviously you just got to behave a lot earlier as well, haven't you? Like, yeah, but it also means like, instead of the season ending at the end of July, now the season ends at the end of May. That's nice, isn't it? Season's over, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just milk it, milk it for four months then. Yeah, I wish, right? That old chestnut. Um, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, both doing the Giro. That's, uh, that'd be exciting. Hopefully we have a, should have a good group there as well. Yeah, looking at the long list, like, there's a lot of good lads, isn't there? Pipo, Swifty, Dupluska. Both Swifties are down, I think, aren't they? Both Swifties, yeah. Teo, Arisman, like good bunch of guys. So hopefully we'll have a good three weeks there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about obviously Paranese Tirreno just finished. We should really talk about that a little bit, even though neither of us have been there. I was going to say, yeah, first of all, we both should have been there. We would have had a rider in each camp, wouldn't we? You were down to do Paranese and me Tirreno. Well, I was down to do Tirreno. Then you didn't do Tirreno. So I got put in Paranese. And then after opening weekend, I just got the man flu. Just run of the mill, common, common cold, stuffed up, throat, chest, whatever. And um, good night, Irene. No Paranese. And I tweeted the other day, every year I go there, the first few days, you know, every year you've been there as well. Mm-hmm. It's like full crosswinds warfare, isn't it? Turn the TV on day two and they're just rolling along. It's like, ugh, typical. And yeah. then Nice is always, I don't know why, but for Paris Nice, just that Sunday final day always seems to piss it down. And I was out there today, it's 20 odd degrees. Beautiful, wasn't it? Pick the one year to uh, to miss that one. Yeah, it looked, um, Paris Nice is definitely, have you done Tirreno? Never. Well, you should. You definitely need to do it. I think it's definitely easier than than Paris in general. I would say, yeah, um, yeah, between the two, and like they're both of obviously hard. But I think Paris, if you have got wind, like you say, and in bad weather, then it, every day can be full on and be hard. But yeah, this year was a showdown between the old uh, battle from the tour last year, which was pretty interesting to watch. 
kind of went how I thought it would, to be fair. Yeah, because coming into it, they were both, you know, Poggy had won pretty much everything he'd ridden, but not only won it, like smashed it. Yeah. And then Vinegard raced, I don't know what race it was. I think in Spain, wasn't it? Is it Spain? Yeah. Anyway, a four-day stage race or whatever, and he just, what was it in France? I don't know. Anyway, he lit it up. And it was like, oh, here we go. But um, yeah, Vinegard wasn't quite up to the level. So that's him done for the tour, isn't it? Yeah, he's out now. Yeah, so we can forget, yeah, forget about him. Yeah. He's old news. And um, Poggy's going to win the tour then. He's passed it. He's 27 this year, mate. He's too old. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He was a good runner last year. He won it once. Yeah, Danes, they can't back up, mate. Imagine just winning the tour once. Nothing to shout home about, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You won't even get on the podium, mate. Hey, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> once. Uh, Jesus. But, um, go do. Go do was going well, to be fair. Yeah. Go do was going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think. Um, Have you seen him in the airport ever? Have you ever seen him in the airport with his missus? <laughs> oh, no, why? Oh, they love a, a good, good, goodbye kiss. No. Mate, it. Oh, public displays of affection. Yeah, those two love it. Well, it's called French kissing for a reason, mate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. What tongue tongues and everything? Yeah. Well snogging like. They they're proper going at it, mate. Really? Do yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe they've may maybe they are just I don't know his background. Maybe they just got together or they just got engaged and they were like, you know, honeymoon period or what, but yeah. If you see him at the airport behind the team bus at the end of a race. Every time I see him for the rest of my life, I'm just going to look at him and just think, snogger. <laughs> He's just implanted that in my head now. Go do the snogger. Uh, but to be fair, he was going, wasn't he? Like, yeah, impressive, yeah. Very impressive. What day was it? He was, yeah, he dropped Vinegard, didn't he, yesterday? Yeah, Saturday stage, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Poggy obviously did him in the sprint. There was, I think it was another day as well when, um, Vingegaard totally blew his doors off and um, the first big mountain day and like Poggy attacked and he was holding him, holding him and then next thing he went around the corner and he just didn't see him again and um, I think that's when we actually caught up with Godu. They finished together again, I think they did. But Godu started giving yeah. him a turn or two. I was thinking, mate, what are you doing? Don't give sit on Poggy a turn, just sit on him, especially because he went a bit flatter. You know what it's like on a climb when going uphill everyone's got to work but if you're on the front on the flat a bit you're doing so much more than the guy behind you like that's the last place you want to be especially when it's Pogaccio sat on you as soon as it starts to plateau massive difference isn't it I mean we're obviously taking the taking the piss with Vinegard there I think he's um, you know the sport could be pretty fickle and people you know massive show down in the tour last year and it's built up to be that again in Paris-Nice but um, you know it's Maybe he's taking a bit more of an old school approach and it's not like he was blown out the water, is it? He was still there or thereabouts, you, you know. I think he was... It could have been third on GC still. Was he? Was he third? Uh, don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, he was there or thereabouts, wasn't he? So, um, but like even last year, like... I think he did Tirana last year. Um, yeah, he was third. He was third, okay. Simon Yates, fourth. And we had Pavel in, um, he was our best man. He was ninth. Um, I spoke to some of the guys from the team and uh, obviously we were all guns blazing there for Danny Martinez because he just come out of, his Algarve won. Yeah. 
Got to be good to win there. Yeah. Especially winning it twice. Whew. Twice, yeah. Danny only won it once. <laughs> yeah. Loser. Loser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were all guns blazing for him, but I think um, what happened with him was a bit of, he had some allergies. So I think it was a bit of cold weather, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously the race to the sun, the sun got the better of him and just uh, all the allergies, pollen, whatever it was. And he just, he struggled from that angle apparently. So a uh, mm. bit disappointing for, from our team's point of view, I guess it's been a race where we've, yeah. What did we win? Like six out of eight or something. We, I don't know. We, yeah. Brad won it. And then like Richie won it a couple of times. I won it. You won Hanau. Egan. Egan. There was a lot of uh Damois. A lot of success yeah. at that race. Yeah. But we did. It was good to see did you see when they took the race on? Swifty over the top of that climb. It must have been Saturday stage. Yes. Um that was good to see. But it was just like I told Pavel to do that. I'm taking full credit for that team decision. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Legit. We did it last year. It was great. Nice little twisty road. And you're either the nail or the hammer. So I was like, just whack it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could just see like there was a crash and stuff and it was all splitting up behind and Swifty just going like ballistic around these corners. Yeah. Swifty seems to be going really well. Yeah, Swifty did look like he was good. It's just, it's great when you, as a team you're doing that. You've got a plan. You're like, right, we're going to hit the frontier and you know, just you just get a bit of like on the bush. Like, oh yeah, here we go. Today's gonna be, yeah. you know, solid. Like, it gives you a real purpose as well. And um, they nailed that, didn't they? It's just a shame that Danny uh, couldn't couldn't finish it off. But yeah, it's so good doing it. But when you're when you're the guys on the other end of it, there's nothing worse. Is it? I think in Catalonia one year, Froomey was leading. I think I was third on GC at the time. And it was like a penultimate stage. Um, where we started that to us, and it was just down this twisty descent. It was after like 30k or something, and it split and it didn't come back. Wow. And we were chasing full gas, like through and off for like 50k, and the gap was like, yeah, 30, 40, 35, 40, 45, 40. And it was just like that for like 50 or k, and then we finally gave up and we lost about 15 minutes. Fun times. Nail all the hammer, mate. That's our sport, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Terreno then? Well, yeah, it was a funny one. Like, because obviously the big day, we've done that a couple of times. It's the climb where I dropped my chain in 18. I basically gave Criato the, the victory. Polish prick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, no, he's all right. He's a nice guy now. Um, twat then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I'm only joking but then we did um, it again in 2020 I think when Simon Yates won and I was second up there and <clears throat> this year was a massive headwind apparently and Teo told me they, they went up at like three and a half minutes slower because it was just like well a headwind and negative more, more defensive race so it's kind of strange because you never saw it completely split up because that was obviously quite a big I don't know, it must have been at least 10 guys coming to finish, maybe a couple more. Today, or yesterday, sorry, a Saturday stage was that hard sort of up-down Tirreno stage, but I think the group still would have been fairly big coming in there. 
and before that big mountain day was a similar sort of hard day but still a big group so it never completely like blew apart and it was kind of yeah a bit strange really but so it was kind of all on the TT and then bonuses. Yeah, it was never like fully man-o-man like Paris-Nice was, you know, proper 15K climb. Chapeau to Roglic. Yeah, fair play. Three wins in a row. In a row. <laughs> yeah. Freak. Uh, I think he won every jersey. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Took the piss. But there was that stage, yeah, with the wind. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's weird watching on telly though, isn't it? Because it's like, you get bits where it just doesn't look stressful. It's all across the road. Commentators are like talking about the wine or the bloody history of some chateau. And you're just like, in that peloton is going to be so stressful. You know, like somebody thinking, shit, I need to get up. And like, they're all trying to move up or whatever. And the road's just blocked and you can't. And there's like touching the wheels and there's people shouting. And you just know it's so much more stressful. And then, um, but yeah, that stage, it must have been 10k to go or something, wasn't it? Jumbo just went and straight away just started splitting and like Jumbo are just on a bit of a mission at the minute, aren't they? Like they've just got the wind behind the sails as well. Like when things are going well as a team and like everyone, there's been a few victories and the whole team are sort of like on this same sort of, well, from what I can tell, I don't know, but same sort of training regime and like, you know, the nutrition and everything. And it seems to be a team thing, you know, and, yeah, they they're all just buzzing off it. It looks like you know, on loop opening weekend, they smashed that obviously, didn't they? And so yeah, they're they're riding high at the minute. But um, so we'll make interest in July, really. Yeah, opening weekend was very impressive, actually. I think uh, sometimes you just have to take a step back and just say credit where credit's due. Like as mm. a team that weekend, sometimes you can go in with the strongest team and the strongest riders. And you can still make mistakes, but what they did was they had the strongest riders, they had the strongest team and individuals and across the whole weekend, two days of racing in them, in that environment, they didn't put a foot wrong. And, uh, it hurts me to say, but yeah, they were, they were, they were very, very good. I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see how Kelderman goes now. Cause he's obviously big talent, sort of. I don't know, not really lived up to it in recent years, but going there now when Jumbo, you know, are doing what they're doing, it'll be interesting to see if he um, steps up now or if he stays at that level, but it'll be interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he'll crack. He'll crack. <laughs> hey, what don't about, about, um, about that reminds me, um, that dude, Dylan Van Bar, when he won uh, Newsblad, what do you reckon he averaged for the last hour? I was on the bike with him a couple of days later yeah for the last hour of news Brad, he averaged average or normalized average oh he said average so i'm guessing it oh. might be normalized but hang on i got a knock on the door that's kath back hang on hang on we can keep talking average dylan van Baal, last hour 375 390 freak <laughs> hang on Hi, love. I'm doing a pod. Sorry. You tipsy? Uh, yeah. Mega. Yeah. <laughs> She's home. Quality. Okay. Right, it's quite quiet now. Yeah. Being professional. Um, 
gee, she said, your wife isn't going to be home for a while. Oh, well, she'll be taking Max to school in the morning. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Funny when they walk through the door, you tipsy a little bit. You look at her eyes and they're a bit starry eyed, <laughs> a bit blurry. So yeah, she's tipsy. Um, yeah, you ain't seen Sarah for a while, mate. Yeah, well, we've got to make the most of it, innit? Hang on, so Dylan Van Baal average what? Yeah, 390. 390 for the last hour? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Bloody hell. I'm going to say that's definitely normalised, but nonetheless, it doesn't change much. No, because, well, obviously there's quite a lot of corners in Belgium, but yeah. he was just basically just on the front, just drilling the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah. Bloody just awesome. riders just popping off his wheel like yeah that's why I, I know why I got dropped now <laughs> yeah be able to sleep tonight uh, what about um, days. oh no yeah that's it I was going to say man of the match for the two races it's pretty obvious isn't it Pog and Rog um, man of the match for the two races oh sorry them races um Go do stepped up, haven't he? But at the same time, like, Hogs just dominated. I think that was expected, but Go do probably wasn't expected. So, man of the match, I'll probably give it to Snogger. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Snogger. What about sprinters, actually? Philipson won today, didn't he? Jakobsen won at some point, I think. Jakobsen won the. Th- oh, no. Yeah, Merlier. Merlier yeah. won the first stage of. Harry Nice took the yellow jersey. Yeah. Oh, Coy. Harry Nice. Olive Coy, yeah. Again, yeah. Another, another ride from Jumbo, like you say. Wind in the sails and all that. Um, do you know what? That's the good though, isn't it? It's, yeah, no one's like... No even, one's dominated. Not at all, no. Caleb is like struggling to even get a win. That was bad. Did you yeah. see that when he won? What was told he won that race did post-race interviews oh. and stuff and then they say oh actually no this other guy won you know yeah. thanking his team and he'd obviously ecstatic that he won to be told he hadn't you know they make him look like a you know they make him look a bit silly through no fault of his own mm. and it's just like come on guys we gotta be better than this but uh, and then this <laughs> poor bugger this similar thing happened in uh, UAE didn't he it was photo finish down to the Oh, here's one. So in the rule book, if it's a if it's a photo finish and they can't decide, they give a draw. The official rule is, I think it's the next day. If it's a stage race, you have to do a one thousand meter race, just two of you. Nah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if they'd given that as a draw, the next day in UAE before the stage starts, the two of them would get on the start line and they'd race a kilometer. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that, mate. Have you been? Garrett, Garrett, have you been on the rosé as well as calf, mate? Not as much. As <laughs> Jesus, why wait till the next day? Surely you got to do it then and there because you both got. Someone might recover a bit better, and then you lose. The, you lose the win because of that. Yeah. You should have so to just turn it around. Could, it could be the next day. It could be the Here next day. Go. Sorry, it could be on the day. But official rule. One kilometre race, two geezers, off you go. How good would that be? That would be good. I don't see why, what watch. the problem was just saying they both win, though. Both get a win, they'd both be happy with that, wouldn't they? I didn't write the rule book, just telling you. 
Yeah, true. Those bloody idiots at UCI did, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, I got a... Here's another stat. There's only one team who took home more prize money in Torino than what UCI took home in fines. <laughs> oh, God. So the second biggest earners were UCI. So Jumbo had the most, then UCI, and we were next, next uh, highest. I got a few fines in Down Under. Ridiculous. Were you peeing in public? That's your go-to one, isn't it? One was, one was for peeing, yeah. Uh, What's wrong the, with you? The police are on to me about that, actually. I didn't know that school was there, but um, anyway. Do you know how we're saying go do is snogging in public? <laughs> on the FGJ podcast, they're like, oh, that, you're not Gary Thomas. Pissing again. He loves, we- he loves weeing on people. <laughs> He's always weeing on people like Gary Thomas. Uh, the other one was for a sticky ball. Oh, yeah? And I was like, what? I was like, honestly, it was like a normal get a ball. It was only like 40 seconds or something. No, not even. No, actually, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a sticky ball. I just held on to the car when I was chatting to Neasy. That's what it was. But I was about to get dropped anyway. I was like, mate, I was just, we were just chatting about something we could do in the race. Do you know, a lot of the time I do that because if you put a hand on the car and you keep pedaling, it just means you can like stabilize yourself and have a conversation. If you're exactly, just riding yeah. next to the car, you can't get your head in the window. You can't hear anything. Yeah. So a lot of the time I held, I hold the car or put my hand on it just so I stay next to it, but then pedal under my own power. You still get a bit off the car, but yeah. Yeah. I might pedal like 30 Watts instead of 300, for example, but um, the legs are still turning to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, they're out to get me. Yeah. Anyway, they, they earned a lot of money for their end of season party at Torino anyway. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sweet. All right then. Well, um, San Remo next up for you, is it? San Remo, mate. Yeah, back in the game. Yeah. Next week we might actually talk about a race we're both at. Well, one yeah. of us is done. I mean. Yeah, and you're Catalonia next. Yes, all being well. Go to Barcelona on Saturday. Got a bit of track testing, and then um, yeah, Catalonia starts Monday. All right, a little bit further down the line then. All right, so next week we'll have a. I'll tell you all about Milan San Remo. Lovely jubbly. Can't wait, but lovely job. All right. Anything else? Are we all good? All good. No, I'm going to ring my wife. See where she is. She's busy. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to go put some something on telly and just enjoy a bit of downtime. Yeah, just watch TV. Put the door on the latch and see him when you see him. Yeah. Mega. All right, mate. I like them, but good catch up. In a bit now. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, boy. If you're listening on Apple and you want these episodes without ads, 
subscribe to Crowd Sports channel. It'll cost you £1 per week, but you'll get ad-free versions of What's Occurring and other crowd shows like Beef's Golf Club the George Groves Boxing Club, and Captains with Sam Warburton. You can also get bonus episodes from Sam with insights about leadership. Just search for Crowd Sports Channel on Apple Podcasts. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.